ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentle thems, and queers of all ages. It is I, Gary Orlandis Fuqua Jr., yes, the second, bitch, there is a difference, and welcome back to yet another episode of... The transition period. Yay. Um, hi. Um, it's been two weeks. Uh, I hope everyone's doing well. I hope everyone's staying safe. A lot has transpired in these past, uh, two weeks of our lives. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and, uh, divulge into all of that. Um, thank y'all for returning back and thank you for showing so much love. We're uh, like the downloads keep on getting higher and higher. People, people keep on um, sharing and getting more interested in texting me and messaging me and telling me how much they like the podcast. That means a lot, truly like from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I deeply appreciate it. I had one person tell me that like, they love to listen to me on their way to work or while they do a dash and like stuff like that. And that's just, it brings joy to my heart that people actually listen to you know, the bullshit that comes out of my mouth because, you know, that's what it is. Bullshit. But enough about me. Let's go ahead and get into our pop culture segment. Um, we have a tall, golly, we have a tall order this week. Um, so let's start off with uh, the interview. So a couple days ago, I think it was this past weekend. Yeah, where um, Oprah Winfrey sat down with Meghan Markle and um, the white nigga. Uh, her husband, uh, to talk about, you know, the tea, the, the full tea, nothing but the tea, so forth and so on. So help her God. Um, and yeah, I didn't watch it. <laughs> I did not watch it. Um, I gotta admit, I will, I, I, I've been working a lot more, so like I didn't I have time to watch it, but I got the gist of what the conversation was. So in an interview with Oprah Winfrey, Meghan Markle, um, you know, the biracial queen detailed her experience with the royal family while sharing details of her tenure as a uh, Duchess of Sussex. Meghan Markle revealed a few shocking details um, that did personally didn't surprise me. But, you know, while speaking while speaking, uh, Meghan Markle stated that uh, the color of Archie, her soon to be uh, two year old son, uh, was something that was very, um, you know, was a big issue for the royal family. Uh, and all this basically so what basically long story short it was a bunch of microaggressions it was a bunch of a half-assed tea like i think like the whole instance where like megan markle allegedly made uh kate middleton cry was all bullshit like um she didn't do anything to that girl it was actually the reverse as far as she says um and i try my best to believe you know the person of color in the in the in the equation um and that's just how i feel um she says when she's talking about Archie and how they uh, felt about Archie, uh, they didn't want him to be a prince, which would be different for protocol and that he wasn't going to receive in his security, which is so fucked up because he's a child. He's a royal child at that. Like, no matter what, they like her bloodline is attached to this royal family and whether they like it or not. So to not provide this one-year-old child security, because people have been like, I've been doing a little bit of research. People have been sending uh, Harry and Meghan Markle death threats. They've been threatening to kill the baby. They've been threatening like the, uh, Meghan Markle's life. Uh, she can't Uber. She can't Lyft or anything like that. She has to like, she's scared. Like they're, they're terrified at this point. They're terrified because like the whole, like everyone hates them because of what they think. 
and because they don't know the true T. Um, sounds familiar. But anyway, <laughs> she says Meghan Markle uh, revealed that there was also a conversation about the skin tone of uh, Archie. Uh, she continued when she said, we have in tandem the conversation of he won't be given security. He's not going to be given a title. Also concerns a conversation about how dark he would be when he was born. Um, It was very like... I watch clips and stuff, but like, it was like, this conversation was very, very hush hush, very, very like, we can say a little bit, but we can't say too much. Like, I'm a, I'm a queen about saying people's names. Like, if you're going to sit up here and talk about somebody, say their names, let all be out in the world like that. But at the same time, I understand they got to put their safety of their child and of themselves first. So like, I understand them for not, you know, giving the full tea, the uh, full tea and nothing but the tea. Um... So, uh, I guess moving on in the story, I, like, I hate to hear about all this stuff, but like, also, I was not shocked. <laughs> I personally was not shocked because I was like, when you have like a lineage that is white, mayonnaise, white, snow, white, um, fucking, uh, uh, frappe crusaders, uh, cappuccino crusaders, white, like just, just lily, lily white, you know, um, of course, they're going to take issue with, you know, some, you know, flavor mixed up in the mix. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it did not surprise me that they reacted that way. She, They claimed that the queen was very sweet. They claimed that that cadaver that <laughs> she's married to <laughs> was very kind as well. Um, but, like, I, 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 people are trying to make assumptions about who it is. I personally don't give a fuck because, like, at, at the heavenly gates, they're gonna all going to have to answer for it. But at the same time, like... So, uh, I, I mean, like, they need to come out and say, well, they did come out and say something, but we'll get to that. Um, yeah, it's just, yeah. So Buckingham Palace released a statement in response to, you know, all this shit, because, like, they're obviously they're not going to have all this this blood on their hands with this whole situation. So they released a statement on ninth. Uh, wow, I, I read that backwards. On March 9th, uh, they said the whole family is saddened to learn bullshit. Anyway, the whole family is saddened to learn of the full extent of how challenging the last few years have been for Harry and Meghan. Uh, the issues raised, particularly that of race, are concerning. While some recollections may vary, they are taken very seriously and will be addressed by family privately. Harry, Meghan, and Archie will always be much-loved family members. I feel like that's bullshit. It's like, it's like that Rihanna song, like, don't tell me you're sorry because you're not. You are only sorry you got caught. And that falls in line with several people I'm going to talk about today. Like, this, you're not fucking sorry. You're like, you're sorry because this, per- this woman finally had the strength of living in fear of herself dying, her husband dying, and her baby dying to finally come out and be like, I gotta say something. Y'all don't care about this girl. Y'all don't care about these two people. Y'all don't even care about that damn baby that you, that nigger ass baby that y'all don't like that damn much. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, my God. Like, she's been having thoughts of suicide. Like, it's, it's wild. Like, this whole story is wild. And like, I just, I don't like to wish any ill will upon anybody, but like, karma is a bad bitch and she, she, she will come at you. You know what I'm saying? She'll come at you. Prince William likes to think uh, he's he released a statement saying that, like, the family is very much not racist. Which I don't believe that because I can look at the top of that nigga's head and tell that he has a little bit of racism in him. You can tell that he's he's put on the the cloth a couple times and went out there and burned some crosses, girl. You can't fool me. 
You can't fool me with that shiner up there, that big old fucking apple head you got going on up there, that fucking shiner. Bitch, you could flag down traffic with that big ass forehead, baby. Don't fucking fuck with me. Anyway, let's get into. Oh my God, I really don't want to talk about this man. Okay, so Piers Morgan's fucking fat lip ass. Uh, he, because for some reason we still give Piers Morgan. Oh my God, he's so ugly. And I hate to say that about people. I really do, because I think that's such an ugly thing for me to say. But he is genuinely hideous to the sight. Okay, anyway. Um, <clears throat> okay, so Piers Morgan. If you don't know who Piers Morgan is, he is a iconic racist, misogynist, transphobe, homophobe, just literally the 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 the, the piss of a human being. Um, he decided to get on Good Morning Britain and you know have his uh, have, have how he uh, felt be known. And he was just saying that that bitch is a liar. You know, he's saying that um, Megan's full of shit. All these things she uh, she ain't shit. Um, She's vile, undestructive, and all these things, and you know, just tweeting and saying and spraying all this shit. Like, you cannot throw that many stones from a glass fucking house, Piers Morgan. I would like, if anything, I would shut the hell up. If anything, I would shut my lips. But he didn't shut his lips, and like he got escorted off of Good Morning Britain. Uh, you know, he. I think I'm pretty positive he lost his job because of that. Um, if he didn't, then he should. Yeah, it says uh, walks off the set of Good Morning Britain. Um, when he was confronted about the criticism tomorrow, it's just like I don't feel like this man should have had a. Uh, well, hold on, wait, 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 wait. What's this man's name? Alex Beresford. Damn, he's hot. Anyway, um. Yeah, Pierce sucks. Fuck him. Fuck him. Fuck that, that nigga can ride ride a freight train to hell. I like he is such a horrible shit human being. I can't even look at his face anymore. Like it's genuinely turning my stomach. I, I can't. Um, but more in like I guess in U.S. news, Sharon Osbourne decided to take it upon herself to. This is this this has so many layers. Oh my god, she decided to take it upon herself with her. Mm, god, wow. I'm, I'm, stop talking about people's looks. Okay. Um. Sharon Osbourne faced some backlash as she publicly uh, showed her support for Piers Morgan, who highly criticized Meghan Markle after the Oprah interview. The discussion of Sharon's support made its way on her um, talk show, The Talk, um, and it eventually led to a heated discussion where she started cussing and acting a fool. Um, they uh, CBS released a statement, I think it was last Friday night, uh, that uh, they are committed to a diverse and inclusive, respectful workplace. All matters related to the episode where like, you know, I watched the episode. I watched it live, like because my mom watches uh, the talk. I was watching it with her and I was just like, look at this white woman sitting up here acting a fool, begging this black lady to tell her what racism is like. Get your fucking life. But anyway. Um, so basically, basically she just acted a fool. She was like, what racist things has he said? Educate me, educate me. Like, I cannot imagine dick riding someone like that. Like, I've even had friends in the past, like very close friends that I'm still friends with to this day that have said some really fucked up shit or done some really fucked up things or, you know, said something that was like very, uh, for lack of a better word, I hate to say it like this, but like tone deaf, you know what I'm saying? And I still hold them accountable. I'd be like, look, baby, I love you and I appreciate you as a person, but what you said is fucked up and you need to be held accountable for it and rectify it. And like, clearly they rectified it because they're still in my circles, but it's just like, 
you can, I mean, like, I'm not gonna tell you who you can and can't be friends with. Um, cause I think that's, we are all human beings. We can, we're allowed to make our own decisions about how we feel about people. I, if a friend of mine fucked up like this, well, first of all, I wouldn't have a friend like Piers Morgan in my circle in the first place. But like, if I had a friend that messed up this bad and said some really problematic things like this and I knew of it, I would still hold them accountable. I would not literally be sitting up on national television and acting a fool behind this nigga and just licking the damn dingleberries out of his crack. Because like, I mean, I'm like, it's just like, how deep can your friendship go? If you're a true damn friend, you'll call out your friend's bullshit. That's just how I feel. So I don't feel anything sorry for Miss Sharon Osbourne. I think she looked a fool. She acted the fool and all this. She released a formal apology, apparently. I'm not reading all this. Oh my gosh. After some reflection, after sitting with my own, I love, I love and respect the black community. Girl, kiss my motherfucking ass, girl. Like you can't say that you love and respect the black community and literally sit up here and and defend a notorious racist, bigot, misogynist, homophobe, transphobe, literally everything else phobe on national television like that. Like, like that's basically, that is the equivalent of sitting up on television or sitting up somewhere and being like, you know, Hitler wasn't that bad of a guy. Like that, that's the equivalent of that. Like you can't, it's bullshit. I guess like, uh, that one doesn't fall too far from the tree. Cause I remember a couple years ago when Kelly Osborne was sitting up on her with her dumb ass on the view talking about Donald Trump when she was all like, who's going to clean your toilets or something like into that. Like, it's just like white people, Oh, white people have built their lives off of white nationalism. They have built their lives off of being better or seeing everyone that is below everyone that is like other than them as below them. They've built off this for years and years and years and years and years. It's what they know fucking best. You're not going to be able to see easily out. See, excuse me. You're not going to be able to like easily see outside of your experience because you've only seen your own experience. But it's just like, that's all they know. They only know that I'm here. Everyone else is here. And that's how they should be treated. You might not feel that way publicly, but you have been brought up that way. You've been brought up that way. White people are born into nationalism, supremacy, and racism. And it's their jobs to unlearn that bullshit. And you're not unlearning it, clearly, Sharon Osbourne. So a huge major fuck you to you, sis. Um, uh, Cheryl Underwood with her fucking gums. Girl, I mean, like I, at this point, Cheryl, I, I would go ahead and be like, bitch, it's either me or her. Because I, I, I mean, as a black person, I couldn't sit up there and have total conversation with this literal white nationalist. I couldn't do it, girl. So, I mean, like, if you want to take your gums and brush them a couple of times and figure out what you need to do, go ahead and do that. But, girl, Cheryl Underwood, I don't really see it. I don't really see it for anybody involved in this damn story. I mean, I, I don't really have no tea against Megan or Harry or that child or really Oprah. But, like... This is just all just a damn, a big, big, big mess. So, I mean, I hope that, I hope that Megan and Harry find an abundance of peace and, you know, joy and love, you know, mutual support and all those good things that, uh, Jim Amanda said on, um, Flawless. <laughs> like, uh, I, I hope that they find peace one day because I, 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 I could imagine that it's, it's hard to be, you know, living, living like that. So I hope that they, I, I I don't know. They all have more money than I do, so I really don't give a fuck. So, so let's fucking talk about little mama. <laughs> okay, so little mama, who is um, you know the two thousands raptress, um, 
Okay, so in Lil Mama's defense, there have been jokes for years and years and years that she looks like a man and that she looks like Bow Wow and, you know, that she has masculine features and everything like that, which is very transphobic and which I don't stand, uh, I don't stand with. While she does kind of look like Bow Wow, I think it's trans, if she doesn't like those jokes and it comes off as transphobia to her, she can have that. She can have that. However, let me talk about this post that she made. She said, <laughs> I can't even. She said, she will, she took the Instagram to launch her campaign where she said, in, in comics hands, might I add, I'm about to start a heterosexual rights movement. <laughs> Entitled Anti-LGBTQ Bullying. Y'all fight so hard to be... I'm Okay, I'm reading this the exact way that she typed it, okay? Y'all fight so hard to be respected and some of you, not all, not all, get a kick out of bullying people for having an option. How they dress, how their hair and space or makeup looks, comma, how much money they have, etc. There are so many people afraid to give their honest opinion. <laughs> oh my god! Give their honest opinion uh, because if they do, the LGBTQ. Plus, we'll hear what they want to hear and take statements out of context. I don't have to prove myself to by remain. Oh, hold on. Wait. What? I don't have to prove myself by reminding people that I have loved ones of the LGBTQ plus community. When I speak, I'm not trying to hurt anyone. I'm just speaking my truth, just like you all. Okay, it's, it's speaking your truth the same way that you reminded Laomi back on America's Best Dance Crew that she's a, that she was born male or whatever the fuck you said, Lil Mama. Is that you speaking your truth? Is that is that that's that's totally pro LGBTQ? Huh? Dumb ass bitch. Like, here's the thing. You're not queer. As far as I know, Lil Mama's not a queer person. So it's like, you can't force your onion, opium option, dumbass. Like, when you're not a part of a certain group, you gotta zip your lips and fucking listen. Like, for instance, I'm gonna talk about this a little later in the episode. The whole situation that happened in Atlanta, I had to take a step back, listen, and adhere to what Asian Americans were saying. Because I'm not Asian. I don't live that experience. You don't live the experience of a queer person, you dumb ass. It's just like, okay, I and like I said earlier, if she don't like being called Bow Wow, if she finds that transphobic, all that stuff, more power to her. I'm there. Okay, I feel you. But with all this shit going on with you um, fucking talking about anti-LGBTQ, like, why do you, like, gay people, queer people, fuck gay, queer people, trans, everything else, have to endure enough. Black trans women are literally dying at alarming rates in the streets. And you're sitting up here trying to start a movement to defend the fact that you want to, what, call people by their birth names or their dead names or whatever the fuck? Are you trying to defend the fact that you don't think that gay people should get married? Are you trying to defend the fact that you think that eating box is a little bit weird? What are you trying to defend, sis? Please tell me because I want to know. 
it's like this is so fucking stupid like it's so fucking tone deaf and i know that little mama i don't take her that damn seriously because who the fuck does but it's just like girl read the fucking room pick first of all read the fucking put put on your sunglasses you know pose as miss beyonce as you say get in there put your lip gloss on where the fuck you gotta put on and read the motherfucking room because i tell I'm, i promise you this ain't it this ain't it sis this ain't it kid like my god you dumb ass like i'm sick of telling cis het people where they're wrong I'm getting, I need to start getting, you know what, little mama, I'm going to send you a goddamn invoice for all that information I just gave. You better, you better pay me, bitch. Golly. Moving on. I, I meant to mention this earlier with the whole Meghan Markle situation. Prince Philip is on his last goddamn leg. <laughs> the Grim Reaper is outside of his house right now. That nigga is staying close and nearby because he knows at any moment that nigga can croak. I swear to the Lord. There are some pictures released of him leaving the hospital the other day. Honey, I, when I tell you I've been having consistent nightmares, I thought that that nigga was, oh, it puts chills down my spine when I tell you that nigga don't look right. That nigga don't look right. And I don't like to come the way people look like that. But at the same time, baby, the way you looking is not correct. That nigga was sitting in the back of that truck looking like he's that nigga was sitting back there looking like a live cadaver. That nigga looked like he has seen God, Satan, fucking. Like, that nigga, he looked like he's seen some shit. And I don't know. I don't, like, I don't like to talk about people dying and shit like that. But at the same time, my God, he looks like he's about to clock out any damn minute, minute and not return back to work. Honey, I... That nigga look like a blue screen. That nigga, that nigga's about to endear the damn red ring of death like the fucking Xbox. And that's all I got to say, honey, that he, that nigga looks so goddamn scary. Y'all need to keep a close eye on that nigga. And I think it's quite selfish because a lot of people like when their family members are sick, they like to keep them on for selfish reasons. Oh no, I need this person to survive. I need that. I want this person to live. If you see that somebody is in that decrepit of a damn state, go ahead and let them ass that ass go. Cause you know, God is waiting for Prince Charles's ass to reach some fucking heavenly gates, honey. You go ahead and let his ass go go ahead and do not do not pass go do not collect 200 dollars let his ass go and let god because y'all need to go ahead and give that nigga to god immediately that nigga my god like good lord looking at this man's face honey child i don't know i don't know moving on um (laughs) let's get into uh Kern Franklin fucking T-Bone from Clifford's looking ass. Uh, Okay. So, (laughs) this is not funny at all. It's funny because it's happening to Kurt Franklin to me, but like, it's not funny. It's, it's, it's blatant child abuse. Uh, But like, golly, let's go ahead and get into it. Okay. So, Kurt Franklin um, has been having his, uh, you know, bout of trials and tribulations. Uh, So, recently, there was like a video that was made known to the public of his son uh Kyrion um I hope I pronouncing his name correctly where like they're having a conversation on the telephone and Kirk Franklin's very like estranged and like shouting and saying like really explicit harmful disgusting things to his son um 
Uh, and basically, um, from his son's perspective, this is not new. This is something that has been happening continuously. Uh, this is something that has, you know, been happening in the relationship for years and years and years and years and years. Um, I'm not going to play the video because I don't want to trigger anybody. Cause like, personally, it was a little bit triggering to me because I've had certain things like this said to me. Um, in my childhood, but like, keep in mind, Kirion is uh, a grown ass man. He's like above the age of like 21, like way above. So like this grown ass man is yelling at this other grown ass man and treating this man like literally a child, like literally like, well, I mean, because children shouldn't even be treated like this. But anyway, let me let me go ahead and get into it. OK, so like he's like calling him a bitch ass and telling that he's going to uh, beat his fucking ass and put his foot in his ass and uh, beat the shit out of him. Look, just all this extremely graphic, horrible language. Um, so for, uh, Kieran posted this on Instagram. Um, and he said, this is why I'm done. No father should speak to their children like this. If I have any issues, it's because of this type of treatment that I've had to deal with behind closed doors. Um, so forth and so on. I'm not gonna read the entire thing, but like, uh, I am sending Kirion love and I hope that he finds peace because I know that this must have been difficult for him to do. Um, it's very hard to be open in public about your trauma, especially, um, when the person causing your trauma is like such a big, well, I mean, he's not that fucking famous, but like such a well-known, uh, individual that's about peace and love and the joy of God and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Um, so after this post was made, Kirk Franklin decided to issue a fucking, if you can even call this an apology, he got on fucking Instagram or Twitter. It, it was on his social media and he made this, uh, apology where he explained that his relationship with his son has been difficult for many years. They've had to go through therapy with their issues. He said, uh, for many years, we've had a toxic relationship as a family. We've tried many years through counseling and um, therapy to rectify this private family matter. Emphasis on private family matter. Uh, he said that recently my son had not had an argument that he chose to record. I felt extremely disrespected in the conversation and I lost my temper and I said words that are not appropriate. And I am sincerely Sorry to you all. This is another instance where you're not fucking sorry. Because if you were sorry, you wouldn't have done the shit. Truly. I mean, like, anyone will do anything when they think that they won't get caught behind it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, like you're not sorry for talking to your son like that. Your grown-ass son like that. You're sorry because everyone's seen it. You're sorry because people know your tea that's that's why you're sorry you're not sorry for shit else so um he showed his you know he showed his fucking ass and all this and like everyone's asking him for prayers and giving him prayers and forgiveness and all this shit here's where i come in okay black community we love to normalize abuse Let's just be real. We love to normalize abuse. We love to act like it's okay to cuss out your child. We love to act like it's okay to sit up here and beat the shit out of your child for fucking um, doing what? For, you know, getting a, a C on a test. We love to beat our children for fuck. Well, not me, because I don't do, I'm not going to, I don't, if I ever plan to have kids, I'm not doing that shit because like I've seen how it has affected me. But like, 
all of these black Southern Baptist Bible thumping bitches are sitting up here and defending this man and being like, oh, well, his son had no business recording that in the first place. That's extremely disrespectful. That's a private family matter. Well, I mean, well, shit, when you've been dealing with abuse and trauma for your whole fucking life at the hands of this Rottweiler looking ass motherfucker, what do you expect to do? He did that for a call for help. He did that for a call for help. It wasn't like he was trying to be like, oh, Kirk Franklin's a horrible father and all this. I genuinely don't think that that was that child, that, uh, that, that man's intention of posting that. His intention was to make it publicly known and to show what he has to go through because where else can you turn in that situation? Where else can you turn? Where does that get you? You know what I'm saying? And I'm sick of black people, specifically black people, Acting like it's okay to endearance all the uh, endear, excuse me, all the generational trauma. Like we already have to deal with trauma from slavery. We already have to deal with generational trauma from blatant racism day in and day out. Like, do we have to bring trauma into our own community and homes and houses? Like, do we have to normalize beating the shit out of our children when they do like the slightest thing wrong or when they don't, when they won't get off the Xbox or when they won't take the trash out? Like, what is all this? Like, it should never get to that point. And I'm speaking from personal experience because I've had a very traumatic childhood with being uh, beat and things like that and like being called names and getting cussed out and things like that. And it's left an emotional mark on me in my young adult life. I'm 20 and I'm still doing with shit that I had to deal with when I was fucking six years old. You know what I'm saying? Like, the shit's not cool. And I know that there's some people that are like, well, I got beaten, I got hit, and I wasn't, uh, nothing bad ever happened to me. Are you sure? Are you sure? Or is that just shit that you don't want to work through? Like, tell me the truth. Genuinely tell me the truth. Because it sounds like, to me, you're still working through a lot of that, baby. So we got to do better. Like, it's just like, I hate that our thought process about people is like, so to the point where like, it's like, blame the victim, blame the victim, blame the victim. Then you literally showcase what he has to deal with, with his father. And y'all suck up for Kirk Franklin. Y'all abused a victim's vulnerability and made it about you. Bullshit. Bullshit. So it's just like, I hope that I genuinely do hope that Kirk Franklin and his son both find peace. Um, I know that there's going to be a lot of bruises and wounds there. Um, and I don't wish for anyone involved to like suffer or to like have like long lasting trauma, but like it's basically at the point of no return. So I hope that they just get the professional help that they need and, um, undergo and, uh, work through the, all their emotions and feelings and stuff like that, because no, no human beings should live like that. I'm not going to say like family shit is family. So like there's no bonds that should be broken like that because like that's a fucking lie. Just cause someone's your family doesn't mean you have to take their shit and kiss their ass. But just like I, they both deserve genuine peace. Um, and yeah. And I'm actually glad that this happened, the situation happened and became public because like black people need to understand that this shit's not cool. Cause like we're raising another generation. And if you keep raising these kids and these young adults to believe that shit like this is okay and it's permittable and you're okay, it's okay to do this to the next generation of children, then it's going to be an ongoing cycle. We got to break the cycle, y'all. Like we got to stop acting like we're so damn strong all the time. Like it's just. Just a mess. Um, moving on. Uh, the, the the Grammys took place. <laughs> um, I didn't watch the Grammys because once again I had to work. Um, 
But I thought the Grammys were pretty good. Um, I'm very proud of Megan Stallion for taking home three Grammys, young lady. I am so proud of you. Yeah, I, I announced on the first episode of this uh, podcast that like she, I, I love me some Megan the Stallion was the only woman in the damn best rap performance category, and she won that shit with flying colors. Like I, I'm just a legend. Best rap song for Savage, uh, best new artist, which okay. I was like, okay. Um, I was kind of hoping that Chica would have won best new artist. Just saying, but at least it was a black woman. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna give her too much. Um, shout out to uh Beyonce for winning best RB performance and becoming the most Grammy award-winning artist of all time. Uh, she set the damn record. Um, that's ridiculous. I love you, Queen B. Uh, Blue Ivy won a, her first Grammy ever, which I think is so iconic. Um, so shout out to you. Her won Song of the Year for I Can't Breathe. So shout out to you. And now let's talk about this. Okay. <laughs> So Cardi B, well, Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi B had like a joint performance. Uh, it kind of kind of was like a halftime show kind of situation where it's like uh, Megan started first where she did like, I think she did Body and I think she did Savage. Yeah, I think she did Body and Savage. And it was very good uh, production. It looked very, very expensive. It reminded me a lot about like, you know, Roaring 20-esque, uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom-esque, that kind of like flapper 1920s vibe. I really enjoyed it. And then it transitioned into Cardi B's performance. <laughs> now listen, I ain't got no tea with Cardi B. I really don't. But it was just like this top of her performance when she was doing Up was just... Very rough. <laughs> and like people are blaming it on her costume, which I mean, which is fair. Um, but it was just kind of rough. And then it transitioned into WAP, which that was their first time performing WAP ever uh, publicly like that. Um, I thought the performance was great. I thought the visuals were incredible. I thought that it was a very liberating for like it was like a very big thing for sexual liberation and things of that nature. But oh, lo and behold, People are going to be fucking dumb and, you know, blow things out of proportion and act like dummies. So, like, (sighs) this is a big conversation about, like, what's appropriate and what's not appropriate on television. Because it's like, it's appropriate for Tyler Perry to have all these shows when, where, you know, like, people are getting murdered and not only Tyler Perry, but just, like, Sean Rimes, all these folks having, showing murder on TV, even though it's fake, showing, like, sex on TV between heterosexual couples, you know, people kissing on TV, people kiss on daytime TV with Young and the Restless and stuff like that, you know, there's no issue with all that, all that's fine and dandy, but as soon as uh, two black women get up here and have, like, this, like, beautiful choreographed, well, not, well this fun, uh, beautifully choreographed performance uh, that's, like, Cinch around sex and sensual sexual uh sensual intimacy people have an issue with it it's like we are conditioned to believe that sex is so ugly and so gross and so wrong and it should be seen and not heard i mean it should be neither of the two i guess but like it's just like 
it's not that damn deep. And people kept on every single time something like this. Oh my Lord. Every single time something like this happens, people love to bring up the whole like, oh, well, kids are watching. And first of all, it's a school night, honey. It's a school night. That's first. Second of all, what? I, even when I was little, I don't even remember watching the Grammys. I think I only watched the Kids' Choice Awards when I was little. That was the only award show that I like. I would like. I had my popcorn and my remote ready. You know what I'm saying? I was there watching that shit. I never watched the Grammys when I was younger. I never really did. And also, like, as a or if I feel like as a parent, it's your job to monitor what your child is looking at. Like, if you see or hear of a song called "Wet Ass Pussy." Clearly, you're not going to be with your three-year-old bumping that shit. Like, I mean, I would hope so. But it's just like kids nowadays, like you got TikTok. (laughs) WAP was all over TikTok. There's no way that 10-year-olds don't know what fucking WAP is about. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like, and why are we blaming the artists for doing it? It should be your own discretion about who, how you want to consume this media. If you don't want to look at WAP, don't look at it. You easily could have turned off, walked away, whatever. But here you are being, not to beat a dead horse. It's just like, curl, like all this goddamn victim blaming. Like, it's just like, let Megan and if they want to sit up there and get on this big ass bed and have this choreograph thing where they popping pussies and shaking ass and licking titties and all this shit, let them do that. Let them do that. They ain't hurting you. They ain't looking your titty. So keep it pushing. Like, it's just like, goddamn. Golly, goddamn. Anyway, uh, congratulations to all the winners, I guess. I, I don't give a fuck. About, fuck the Grammys. I don't fucking care. BTS should have won something. I know I'll stand by that. BTS was fucking robbed this year because they... Anyway. Um, I would like to transition into something a bit more serious. Uh, I'm going to preface this with saying this. Th- I'm about to talk about the uh, entire uh, thing with the hate crimes that took place in Atlanta a couple days ago. And I even a couple days, I think it was like one or two days ago. Uh, so if you don't want to hear about that, look in description. There's a timestamp that you can skip to. I just don't want to trigger anybody or make anyone uncomfortable of the sort. So if you want to skip ahead, please do. All right. We're good. Um, so this past these past couple of days um oh my god i can't even look at them i'm so heartbroken by this so there were deadly shootings at three atlanta spas uh that left eight people dead and the overwhelming majority of them were from of uh asian american descent uh and atlanta authorities are moving quickly to try to charge the shooter which i feel like that should have happened the day of um, Robert Aaron Long, that disgusting bastard who's going to burn in hell, um, was the killer. Um, he was specifically targeting, uh, the, he was arrested as the shooter in the fatal murders of eight people in three separate Atlanta area spas and has been officially charged with eight counts of murder. The first four counts against Long, who is 21, are related to the two shootings at two Metro spas, and the final four counts are, uh, at a spa in Cher- Cherokee County. So these were three different locations which were in the northwest of the city. Um, he also faces a charge of aggressive assault um, and things of this nature. Uh, this is just so, so heartbreaking. Um, 
This is just extremely heartbreaking. Um, so Atlanta authorities stated that Long told them that his motivation for the murders was because he suffered from a sex addiction and believed that spas were too much temptation for him and that they should be eliminated. Oh my God, I'm starting to tear up. Because these people were just in there doing their freaking jobs, dude. They were at work. They were at work doing their literal jobs. And to have some random ass white man, my God. To have some random ass white man come into your business that you are passionate about, you're there getting your money and everything, and just go in there and start killing you. That's so upsetting. That's so disgusting to me. And the fact that there was some fucking officer who got up there and defended him and was like, he was just having a bad day and he's a sex addict. And bullshit. Bullshit. Because <sighs> I feel no sympathy for this shooter whatsoever. I don't care. I don't care. Like, to be fucking vulnerable, my freshman year of college, I had a really bad sex addiction. I like, I wanted to have sex with people. I wanted to be around people. I was heavily on grinder and things of that nature. Not once did I think about going up to somebody, shooting them and killing them or taking advantage of them or assaulting them. Never in my motherfucking life. So there's no excuse. We have to stop the narrative of applying mental health illnesses and mental health issues to literal villains and killers we've got to stop that because that trivializes what they've done that trivializes their victims that trivializes the lives that are lost it's so fucking upsetting and this keeps happening and happening and happening and i'm fucking sick of it i'm really fucking tired of this and i can't i can barely even read this shit because it makes me so genuinely upset and i want to make it known to all of my asian american asian descent individuals uh known and unknown, affected and unaffected by this, I am so very sorry. I am so extremely sorry that you have had to see this and deal with this and see people that look like you and have lived similar lives as you be literally murdered before your eyes. Because I know that, especially in the last year with COVID, Asian American discrimination has been heavily on the rise. Um, And that's disgusting. And no one deserves that. So I see you all and I stand with you. And I don't care if we got if we if y'all want to go out there and march, let's go. I'm there. I'm down for you. I'll give you all that. If you need me to share something, uh, post something, donate something, whatever, I'm there. Because no human being should have to live in fear like this. No one. As a black person, as a black male presenting individual, I understand. As a queer individual, I understand. As a trans non-binary dressing in the opposite gender, clothing, whatever you want to say, individual, I understand a feeling of fear for my life. Nobody deserves this shit. At all. So, in the description of this episode, I'm going to list every single resource. I'm going to list every single thing that you can do to help and help rectify this from ever happening again. My heart goes out to the city of Atlanta. My heart goes out to the families of the people affected. My heart goes out to Asian Americans. My heart goes out to those named and unnamed. Um, I am so sorry. And, um, yeah. Uh, 
I'm going to take a short break and we're going to be right back to finish up pop culture and then go into our uh, check ins. So, yeah. And we're back. Uh, Welcome back. I'm here to finish up the pop culture segment. I literally only had like one more topic. (laughs) So uh, let's talk about Drag Race UK. Drag Race UK literally ended a couple hours ago. Um, I watched the finale and everything. I have feelings. Um, Okay, spoiler. Spoiler alert. If you don't want to hear who won, if you don't know who won yet and you don't want to know who won, click the fuck off, go to the next timestamp, whatever you got to do, because I'm going to talk about it briefly, at least. Uh, So the winner of Drag Race UK Series 2 was indeed Lawrence Chaney. Um, I... I really wanted Bimini to win. I'm not going to be honest. Uh, This is like the first time since like, I think it's the first time in a long time. Cause I think season seven, I wanted Ginger Minj to win season eight. I wanted Bob season nine. No. Yeah. Season nine. I really wanted Shea Coulee to win season 10. I wanted Asia to win season 11. I was rooting for Evie in season 12, I was rooting for Jada. So, like, I had moments where, like, I was like, I wanted this person to win. Yeah, naturally, I get the fuck over it because it's a fucking TV show. But, like, yeah, Lawrence Cheney won. And, like, I agree. I could tell that they were kind of giving her the winner edit in the series overall. Um, people think she didn't deserve it because she had her little meltdown. I disagree. I'm just, like, she, from the top of the uh, competition to the bottom of it, even between COVID, she gave her best and like she fumbled sometimes but it's just like at this point like drag race really doesn't mean anything like it the challenge wins mean something because i mean look at ellie diamond she got sent to the back before the final lip sync but like overall it doesn't mean anything because i mean like look at evie she had she won one challenge and was the winner of the season when it should have technically been brooklyn so i mean I don't care that much. I'm sure that Bimini Bamboulash will be a fabulous queer entertainer, queer artist. I love them so much. And I love this cast so much. Taste is going to be just fine. Um, I'm sure I'm positive Taste will probably be on all-star season immediately. Um, Lawrence will be a fabulous winner. She has charisma, uniqueness, nerve and talent as do the other three girls as well. Um, And I'm excited to see what she does with her title. I'm excited to see her, uh, web show but what i will say y'all need to fucking lay the fuck off of people these are real human beings these are real entertainers these are real people that are working day in and day fucking out they didn't have to go back to covid they did not have to risk their lives to produce these seasons the same thing with season 13 they did not have to risk their lives to make these seasons for the entertainment of queer people just for queer people to turn around and get on twitter and, and instagram and all this shit and literally tell them to kill themselves that's why I'm apprehensive as a drag queen to even possibly like even be on the show because niggas scare me. I don't know if I had the mental capacity to deal with people that don't know me telling me to kill myself. And that sucks. Like y'all are telling these grown ass adults to kill themselves over what a television show because because a bitch didn't get a repeater badge. Get your fucking life. I, I hate this community. I really do. Sometimes it's great. Sometimes it's really fucked up. But anyway, um, congratulations to Lawrence Chaney. Thank you, the, the cast of Series 2, for giving a phenomenal, phenomenal season. I think this is probably one of my favorite seasons of all time. I think this season and Season 12 and a couple other seasons are my favorite seasons. This one will, will definitely go down as one of the best seasons of Drag Race, period. Um, 
So yeah, uh, cheers to all involved. I love each and every one of you. I'm hopefully going to be able to support each and every one of you in some way, shape, or form. Hopefully by getting your merch or something like that. Uh, because as queer people, we got to support each other. Um, but yeah, moving on into our uh, weekly check-ins. Let me talk about my feelings. Okay. I'm feeling in this moment pretty good. Can't complain. Uh, a lot has transpired in the past two weeks for me. Uh, just to get into it, I got a new job. I got a second job. Um, I'm not going to disclose where it is, but like I am working at it. I, I'm liking it a lot so far. The pay is great. Um, I'm very, very blessed to um, be able to get my second job. Cause I know in these hard times, people can barely get one. Um, so I'm blessed to be working and everything. Uh, also, I got vaccinated. Bow, 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 bow. Uh, yeah, I got I got the vaccine. I got the Johnson Johnson vaccine. Um, and just to give updates about my own life right now in this moment, I feel great. The night I got after I got the vaccine, I felt like that was my end of days. I feel like that was my end of days. I felt like that was going to be my last time on this earth. I was sitting in this bed over here fucking crying. I was literally crying because I was in so much physical pain because I had chills all over my body. I didn't have a fever, nothing like that. I just had really bad, really extremely bad chills. And like chills to me on my body feel painful. It feels like people are sticking me with needles all over. So yeah, I was crying. It hurt me. Um, but at least I got vaccinated. Um, I'm, I'm surprised I was able to get it so soon. Uh, but yeah, I'm vaccinated, fully vaccinated, everything. I think I will be vaccinated starting the first week of April and then I'll be <laughs> vaccinated anyway um i'm working a lot more um i'm still trying my best to find time for myself and everything like that but like i in the pursuit of me working every single day almost uh, i remember that like find time for myself find time to do something that i love find joy in each day and also remember the mission my mission right now is just to get back to school my mission right now is to get back into school get back into college and um get back to learning what i love to do because i miss the stage so much i miss i miss getting an education so much um as much as i hate the education system and i think it's flawed and as much as i hate theater because i think it's not for black people and it's not set up for us to succeed i do miss uh, learning and i want to be the best that i can be because i want to help launch the next generation of trans queer black performers you know what i'm saying so hopefully i can get back in there there is one thing this week that really pissed me the fuck off and it's people having my name in their mouth um i'm gonna talk about this briefly because i shouldn't give too much attention to this bullshit because it's that's what it is bullshit um i people i have noticed that people will take one thing and run with it and beat it to death. That was truly what people will do. And what I've learned is that like, if it's been a set amount of time and you know, your truth and you know where you're right and where you're wrong and people are still like wishing ill will and bullshit on your name that says nothing about you and says everything you need to know about them. Um, so like at this point in my life, I've moved on. I know my truth. I know who I am. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't need catty bitches on my ass 24 seven. Like I'm becoming a grown ass adult. All that shit. I don't need to waste my energy on people that don't fucking matter and situations that don't fucking matter. Like I I'm grateful to still be alive. This past year of my life, I almost died. I almost saw my parents dying. I was scraping up quarters to literally 
feed myself. The last thing I care about is snobby ass bitches that have nothing better to talk about. And that's just the truth of it. I hate to be ugly like that, but that's just the fucking truth. Like keep my fucking name out of your mouth. And if you keep it, I mean, if you want to keep on talking about me, talk about me because it, it's not going to stop me from doing what I got to do to better myself and be a better person. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just hate people that just sit up and talk about bitches all day. Like get a fucking life. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, enough of that negativity, not needed in the space. I cleanse myself of all negative energy. Uh, let's talk about our weekly obsession. I recently got back into, <laughs> I recently got back into, uh, which is Trixie and Katya's, uh, little web series. I really like it. I forgot how much I like it. I forgot how funny it is. I, I used to not really vibe with Trixie's politics and how, like, she would say the D slur a lot and, like, I heard that she was not that nice to fans and I just really don't used to not vibe with her. But also I thought about being in her position. I probably wouldn't be when you work all the time, like you meet hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of fans every day. So it's like hard to like maintain that upbeat personality. I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like I can barely keep that during a run of a show for two weekends. You know what I'm saying? So like, I recently got back into the show and like, I genuinely am enjoying it. I really, really like it. Uh, Trixie, I admire her makeup and her artistry and all that stuff. And Kachi is just as fun. Um, and all that good stuff. So like, that's been my weekly obsession for the week. Um, to close us off, I guess with the affirmation, my affirmation for these past two weeks has been this. If they aren't paying your bills, pay those bitches. No mind. If they aren't paying your bills, pay those bitches no mind. If they aren't paying your bills, pay those bitches no mind. Truly. And I think that's worth that I need to start living by more because it's just like people will say what the fuck they want to say. People will think what the fuck they want to think. You just got to keep going, baby. If you know in your heart of hearts that you're doing, you're not out here being an asshole. If you know that you're doing everything you can do each every day to improve and better yourself, that's all that fucking matters. People will say, people will love you if you're doing well. People will hate you if you're doing well. People will hate you if you're doing bad. People will, you know, people don't know how the fuck to feel about you. You just got to live this life for you. And that's what I've been understanding. Like, even when I took time off school, I was afraid of what people think. I would be like, oh, I got cut all that fucking noise off. I got to do this shit for me. You got to start living for yourself. You got to stop living for the validation of other people. And I'm working through that bullshit because like I'm such a people pleaser and I love people having good things in their mouth to say about me. But like at this point in my life, fuck that. If like you're going to have it in your opinion, regardless, I got to keep living my life. You know what I'm saying? So that's my affirmation for this week. Um, I thought this episode was going to be so much longer. Oh my gosh, are we going to end under 50 minutes? Look at me go. Uh, oh my God. Uh, these lips are fucking smacking today. Anyway. Well, uh, thank you. <laughs> thank you for listening to yet another episode of Drumroll, please. <laughs> <laughs> the transition period <laughs> thank you thank you so much for listening um if you like the transition period make sure that you follow me at the gary fuqua on instagram and twitter make sure that you follow the transition period on um instagram and trans period pod on twitter and make sure you follow my drag instagram the only africa that's T-H-E-O-N-L-Y-A-F-R-E-A-K-K-K-A on Instagram. Uh, just get into all my juice and all my juices. 
yeah, this has been another episode. I appreciate you all deeply. If you listen to this point, thank you so much for listening. If you like this podcast or if you like this episode, make sure you go ahead and rate me on Apple Podcasts. It helps a lot. I really appreciate it. Share it with your friends, all that good stuff. Um, if this video, if this video, if this, <laughs> if this audio made you laugh, um, message me. Let's talk. Let's chat about it. If you have, if you disagree with anything I said, message me. Let's talk about it. Let's start a conversation. I, I love to hear people's feedback about what I'm doing because it helps me improve not only as like a, a content creator, but as a person. So yeah, uh, I guess that's all my jush. Yeah. Much love. Wash your hands. Wear a mask. Um, Break a dick and eat an ass. I don't know. I miss everything I say at the end of these episodes. I swear to God, I'm becoming the worst. <laughs> okay, um, I'm gonna go take a nap. Bye. If you're still listening, uh, you made it to the secret, secret portion of the podcast. Um, I forgot to mention something in my update. Um, I'm talking to someone now, <laughs> which never really happens. I, I'm talking to someone. It's nothing official. We're just friends. But like, he's so cool. He's black. Um, that's that's the best thing about him. Like, I, not the best thing about him. But you know, what I mean, like. I have rarely ever talked to black people and it's nothing in personal. Like I, I, I don't have a preference again, black people clearly, but like, it's just like, I don't end up in situations where like I can easily talk to black queer people. Cause a lot of black queer people, especially where I I'm from are DL or they're not out and things of that nature. And I am out. So it's just, it just doesn't work like that, but like, he's cool. He's nice. He's sweet. He's genuine. Um, he's made me pretty happy. In the short amount of time I've been talking to him, I'm not going to go crazy. You know what I mean? The Leo energy in me loves to jump out sometimes, but like, I, I, I see this becoming something very special and I can't wait to see where it goes. But you know, I kind of treat this portion of the podcast like my pod, like my podcast. I try to keep this portion of the podcast kind of like a dip into my life. So yeah, this is what that fuck. I cannot talk. <laughs> this has been a dip into my life. Um, so yeah, take that information with what you will. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'll see you later. <laughs>